welcome. This is episode 34 Brewing Conversation. My name is Matt Ross. I'm Charlie Van. We're here back at Steam Theory's uh, anniversary party. This one's a little different though, Charlie. It's uh, years two and three since COVID threw everything in a loop. That is true. It's a double feature today. Uh, we're excited to be back. I mean, it's been I mean two years since we've done one of these, like the anniversary party, and over almost a year and a half since we've been here recording a podcast, because I think it was like mm-hmm. la- January 2020 that we last like yeah, recorded in person. Yeah, just before COVID yeah. came in. Uh, I guess a couple of months before it showed up. But we're here now. At, uh, we're actually on the patio. Sweating. Uh, Tavi's uh, playing some music inside, so it's kind of loud in there. Uh, we didn't want to scream into the mic, uh, so we thought, we thought we'd just uh, kind of hang out outside. Uh, Charlie and I both have a couple of beers. We mentioned it on the Facebook group. Um, there's a per entry you have 10 beers you can choose from. Um, or I'm sorry, 10 punches or beer samples. You get a what is this? Five ounces? Yeah, it's like a five ounce. So it's like a it's like a mini mug. So mini yeah. plastic mug. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it says celebrating two to three years. Uh, Steam Theory Brewing has the guy with the goggles. It's on a lot of their Edmund. Yeah, Edmund is their mask. Yeah, Edmund. Edmund Tiberius Merriweather. Edmund Tiberius. Yeah, nice scientist. Yeah, say that. Super Frederick. But Edmund. Edmund. He is their mascot of Steam Theory Brewing Company. Okay, I did not know that. I mean, their artwork is always beautiful here. Yeah, and I think that's a huge grab these days. You notice, uh, you know, Martin House has art. Um, Celestial Mm -hmm. Beer Works. They're really good. Molly over there, she does all their artwork. Um, I think that's good at at grabbing people's attention. Uh, It definitely helps out. Uh, So Charlie and I both have a couple of beers. Uh, What do you have? I have the Peanut Butter and Jelly Milk Stout. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like... It's kind of like I'm trying to describe. It's kind of like a, um, kind of like the Smucker's peanut butter. What is what is that? What Smucker's is that? peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. jelly. Yeah, like swirl thing. It's a good little like. It could be. I could see it as like dessert, but also, I mean, right here at lunchtime, like it's perfect. And yeah. The, it's a nice balance, the peanut butter and the hint of the jelly in it. Mm-hmm. So, I enjoy it. And and milk salts are kind of. A lot of times they hit or miss for me, um, or a lot of times they're just too heavy. This is not. This is very smooth. Yeah. Well, actually, what, what, what I have right now, I, I went a different route. I have a, uh, a black cherry sour. Uh, I've talked about sours before, I think. Yeah. But I, I enjoy sours. This one is uh, the black cherry is definitely there. Um, but it again like. I've, this beer, since I've been fiddling with Reaper again, trying to figure out how to work it because it's been so long, um, this beer's been sitting here for a little bit while I was messing around with that, and it still has tons of uh, tons of fizz to it. So no doubt, Brewmaster is, uh, hasn't lost his touch. He's yeah. been messing around with, uh, obviously, creating something like a peanut butter and jelly milk style. Uh, something that I wouldn't be afraid to try at least one time. And, um... So, yep. We're gonna have some... Oh, right. <laughs> we're gonna have some... Well, even though this is pre-recorded, we're gonna have some t-shirts out here, so that's gonna be cool. Yeah, so there's gonna be some noise. Yeah. yeah one of the good. staff... Like, was that Josh, shout out to the bar manager, Josh, letting us know that yeah, there's gonna be quietly. some <laughs> traffic. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of anticipated that. That's how all yeah. these go every time. Uh, you know, it's, it's inevitable. There's people around. I mean, I don't think there's a good... It's natural noise, baby. Yeah, I mean, when I recorded Ginger Man, I think we went upstairs. Yeah, we went upstairs, and I mean, you had the bar Still on the noise and yeah. stuff, but it's going to happen. Out here you have... There you go. Yeah, there you go. The guy almost backed Dallas into Texas another right guy. There. So, yeah. we want you to get the full experience uh, listening to what yeah. we're taking in here. Right. <laughs> which is angry drivers... Yeah, impatient people. Impatient people, but also people on our side that are going to buy T-shirts and have nice beer. And shout out to Kirk Roberts, the beer, the brewmaster here, and Brian Thomas, his assistant. Um, they do a wonderful job. I'm sure. Uh, you know, I come here. I host trivia here now. So oh, yeah, on Wednesday, shout out seven to nine if you want to play trivia. And I've tasted all their some of their newer. They have a Hatch Chili IPA. It's a Cosmic Debris, which. The original version is really good. Oh, yeah, good. I saw that on the menu. Yeah, the Cosmic Debris is really good, and they did a Hatch Chili. So it's not spicy, but it's got that flavor. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on the... We were kind of talking about this, like, before we recorded about flavored beers. Yeah. I mean, yay, nay? Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, if it's done correctly, yay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I mentioned uh, I haven't had the Steam Theory Hatch Chili uh what was it again? It's a it's a cosmic debris, but it's oh, hatch chili flavor. Cosmic debris. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't had that yet, but uh, like Martin House came out with the salsa verde. That was pretty good. That was I don't know if it was hatch chili or not. It may have been, or maybe it was just green chili. Yeah. But you know, it can be done well. I think balance is important in flavored beers like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. I think it adds some character. And I think it allows the brewmasters to have a little fun and kind of create new concoctions. Because we were talking about it before, you know, brewing this stuff is very much science. Um, there's a lot of uh, meticulous work that goes into this and a lot of trial and error. So, you know, hats off to Kurt and uh, his uh, assistant Brian for continually churning out some beers. I mean, we've, I think we've, we, yeah, we've had Kurt on before. We've had Kirk on the first year. Or no, 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 second year. Second anniversary, or first anniversary party, second year the, okay. uh, the brewery had been open. That's and right. It was good picking his brain because, I mean, he, he's got a lot of medals and, I mean, right. he's, he has such good detail. And, I mean, everything that I've had here is, I mean, and this is not a biased opinion, but it's been spot on. Yeah. Like, and everything, nothing's overbearing. Like I said, like, you know, you can't see it, but, like, I'm, I have this peanut butter jelly milks out. And sometimes you'll have peanut butter be- beers, and peanut butter can be a little overbearing, or if there's another combo, it can be overbearing, but not at all. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I don't think you're speaking from a platform of, like, a bias. Yeah. You've, I mean, you've been a regular here for a little bit, so you kind of seen yeah. how Kirk has had managed to have consistency. And I think that's important, and also probably kind of challenging. You're trying to keep people interested, but you're also trying to create good, good beers that people like. Not necessarily everyone's going to like every single thing on the yeah. menu, but I think what they're always going for here is something for everybody. And I mean, well said. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just how it is. I mean, like same with restaurants. I'm sure that it's like the same way. Um, but well, I think that's a key ingredient, like you said, something for everybody. Because when you're too niche, like yeah. you know, and you exclude, because you know, like. I think right. what's cool about here is if you're not really into the scene of craft beer, but you're intrigued, yeah. like, yeah, they have, I mean, you have their Singularity Blonde, which is one of their first beers, 
but you also have Vominos Hermanos, which is their Mexican lager, which I think is one of the best out on the market right now. Yeah. And then they have their Czech Pills and Brew Bohemians. So they have very like social drinking beer, but they go all mediums for those that really enjoy craft beer to those who are kind of like, eh, but you know what, I'll try it. Right. And I think they're pretty good about letting people try little samples. Yeah. And most places are like that. But, I mean, shoot, Charlie and I are almost, you know, these are only five ounces. Yeah, five, it goes quick. So, so we might we might have to, like, do, like, there's going to be little cuts and pauses, yeah. but that's just us going to get more beer, which we're going to have to do soon. And air condition. So I know Charlie's actually, uh, he's made a little bit of a change in his life, career-wise. He's uh, moving on to other things. Did you want to, like, mention anything? Yeah, so, um, I mean, when this gets posted, it been a couple days since my last day at the Pro Museum of Nature and Science where I spent six years and let me say like it was a great experience and I learned a lot Um, but I'm about to start a new sales journey with uh, Order My Gear. They're a software company in Deep Ellum. I believe they've been around since 2015 Um, and uh, what they do which I think is awesome they allow clients to create their own online stores it is an e-commerce platform and those online stores you they can sell customized merchandise so okay. like sporting apparel spirit wear gear and it cuts out paper so it's all paperless you know all electronic so I'm gonna be a sales development rep so that's gonna be awesome so I'll be looking for prospective leads so so I'm intrigued, you know. I'm, I'm intrigued by the company. I have friends work there, and I've heard great things. So hey, cheers to new to opportunities. And, and, and uh, you know, since we've last recorded, you've you're on a newer path, or have transitioned to a yeah, newer I path. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, because I, you know, so I left uh, the wine sales world, and now I'm in finance, specifically. I mean, just in, in banking now. Um, I've learned a lot in the past year. There's so much to know and learn about banking in general. Similar to what you were saying, um, it's a lot. They're trying to go mostly paperless. Mm-hmm. A lot of banks do things online now. Um, there's not a lot, a lot of lobby traffic, but there's still some people still like to go to the bank and talk and just make you know small talk. Some people aren't comfortable with doing it online and they like to do everything in person. But I think what Charlie and I like most about our new jobs is that they're Monday through Friday. Um, we're off weekends. We have normal schedules. Um, that's that's a huge thing. I mean, I know some people don't like working for the weekend. I don't mind it right now. I mean, I like having two days off in a row. And you know, Charlie and I were kind of talking about this beforehand, but I think it's important to have a work-life balance. I don't think your life should be all about your work. And if you don't like your job to the point where you're just there for a paycheck, then you probably shouldn't stay there. And uh, that's that's the realization I came to when I had my little hospital stint. Yeah. You know, last stress, year. man. Yeah, and it's just the stress finally got to me. Um, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll just say that the, the culture was going, the work culture was going in a direction that I didn't really align myself with, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I like where I'm at now, and I look forward to see where where things go. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good to have a, you know, it's all it really is as cliche. It's all about your happiness, and and you do need the balance. And what I'm looking forward to is, hey, we'll get to hopefully have more time to do more of these for you guys. I mean, we we enjoy it. You know, it's just life life yeah. gets you a little bit, and uh-huh. sometimes you got to pause things and then reevaluate. But it looks like we're gonna be both on a very balanced schedule so hopefully we can 
do our best to get more of these out to you because I know, you know, for you guys out there that have been following, we appreciate it. I know you've been asking about the podcast yeah. and enjoy listening. So we thank you. We promise we're going to try to do more of these and may do more brewery visits. And yeah. we'll get visuals. Most of this is audio. I know before we did Zoom, that was easier. But yeah. But we will take a lot of pictures. We'll do some video clips. Um, yeah. You have a GoPro, right? Yeah, I do have So a we GoPro. could do some GoPro videos and, and clips. I have a, like a battery for it, too. Yeah, so, so I can perfect. In, so like, and, it, and it shoots in like 4K. Because I know with, you know, with beer, people want to kind of see it a little bit. We describe yeah. it. I hope we were describing it well. But we'll do pictures and we'll do some yeah, yeah gopro action and yeah, stuff like that we can like you know show people around the brewery show vlogging we'll do some vlog uh, brew right. con- brewing conversation vlog that's something we may launch you yeah, know yeah, on instagram you know i feel like you know and a lot of people probably say this about covid Co- i feel like we had pretty good momentum with the show yeah and then you know other people like businesses too i'm sure they had great momentum then covid came in and ruined it all um but i think you know, it kind of helped knowing that people were out there looking for the show because I never wanted it to go away. Um, but you know, it kind of things can happen that way, and especially mm-hmm. my old job working six days a week, like yeah. it was, was kind of hard. But um, I think now we'll have some more consistency. Uh, you know, I'm sure my friend Cliff, who does, he's with Edgewise Eight Brewing out in Weatherford, would want to do a show. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Reed is another friend of mine who uh, roasts coffee. For, it's called Pick Coffee Roasters. Pick is a nickname that he had. Um, I'll let him tell the story yeah. behind that whenever, <laughs> whenever we uh, we have him on the show. But he expressed interest. We have a lot of things lined up. Charlie and I were just talking about how we would like to go back to Pedicolas, mm-hmm. see Michael again, and talk to him about you know beer to go. Um, he was a huge part in all of that. Um, which I think what we were talking about earlier really helped breweries get through COVID because I I went and got beer to go at Martin House a couple of times. Uh, they were saying they had people coming in constantly, mm-hmm. which I think is great. I'm glad, and I think people really want to support their local, which is what we're all about too. Yeah, all that's what this podcast is about. Uh, local talent, whether yeah. that's musicians or whoever, and of course local breweries and, and restaurants. Um, man, they have a lot of equipment for teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so, seeing the logistics I mean, they, come they've through. They've done that every, like, yeah. every time. Yeah, they've done um, t-shirts they every make, time. Are they making like Steam Theory shirts? Um, I'm not too sure what, what shirts. We'll we have got. to like, we might have to peruse that. Yes, we will. We Welcome back. We're joined now by co-owner of Steam Theory Brewing Company, Chuck Homelot. Chuck, man, how's everything going? Second, third anniversary party. Yeah, it took us two years to get an anniversary party in, but we finally <laughs> did it. Oh, my God. Well, I mean... To this, I say yeah, cheers. 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 to you, Chuck, and the company, of course. Oh. A couple of us are drinking the Colch, yeah, actually, which is really hard. refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Nice and crisp, tasty. Ooh. A really hot day like this. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we really try to be seasonal on a lot of this stuff, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm drinking something dark, big, and heavy right now, but just because it's such a great barrel age. Yeah, in the summer, you got to have some crisp stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now, I want to ask you, because, like, you know, we're all kind of sports guys here, and, you know, when I think about, like, a, a top list, I think of, like, a, a batting lineup. So when you're trying to plan for, like, something as big as an anniversary party, where do you, like, think, because, like, okay, I think this would be good in our lineup. Like, you're talking about the barrel age and that. So, yeah. like, what was that planning process? Yeah, you've really got, you've got to really use something to draw people in, because there's so many options now. 
for yeah, breweries, sure. events, beers, and uh, one of the things that we've, we've tried to be known for is some of the barrel age stuff that we're doing. I mean, we've got agreements with 25 distilleries around yeah. the state, you know, to do some really cool stuff. We actually scored another deal today, and, uh, and we just, I mean, we've got a, a brewmaster that's got an international award barrel aging. I don't want to waste that. I mean, this guy is yeah. amazing what he does. I mean, I'm so proud of him. And, uh, and we're, I'm sitting here drinking one of them right now, and uh, it's even on a hot day like this, it's still delicious. So, but, but I mean, yeah, the, the light and refreshing is something that really sells well now. I mean, we keep a certain amount of it on all year. It's good gateway beers for yeah. people coming in. Sure. And uh, so we're a full spectrum brewery all the way. And then uh, well, we do through some, some nice little uh, tweaks in some of them. Uh, like one of our beers, we, we did some mild hatch chili infusion. And so we got all the flavor, but not the heat. You yep. know? So right now, last year we did the heat instead. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really fun, but it's still kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah. You know, as we kind of move into hatch season next, and then into our big Oktoberfest season. So uh, yeah, we just kind of layer things as we go all year long. You know, after three years, we kind of got a flow now. And uh, it, it seems to appeal to people both on the food and the beer side. So we, we modify both. Yeah, I actually tried the hatch. And I 100% I agree with you. I got the essence of the hatch, but that was it. Yeah, there's no need on it at all. And I was like telling Charlie, it really brought out the hops yeah. and that beer yep. forward, right. which I did not expect, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I mean, on the nose, I smelled it. It smelled great. It tasted great. Because um, Charlie asked me earlier, he's like, well, what do you think about beer with flavors in it? Flavored beer. I was say, you know, I think if it's done well, I'm all for yeah. it. Well, that's the trick, yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're doing quite a few of them now. Uh, we didn't do a lot early on, but now that we're doing it, um, you know, we're, we're not trying to blow up a beer. Yeah, it's right. just like a carrier for a whole bunch of cranberries or something. Yeah, you know, I want to actually still have some beer in it, and uh, sure. that's the balancing act that Kirk and Brian are so good at. And uh, like, you know, they threw together like four of them like two days ago. Wow. And yeah. uh, but they've gotten to the point where they know the intensity of a fruit, of a fruit puree that we're using, and the beer itself. It's like, okay, yeah, about. 14 ounces of this one, 8 of that, 16 of this, and they're just nailing it. I mean, they're just winging it, but they're coming out really, really good. Well, I had that peanut butter jelly uh, stout milk side. That was really good, and it's not over. Like, there's a good balance because I've had like something like a sour jelly, a peanut butter jelly sour, and it's like it was a little too sweet. This is a good balance. Right, right, yeah. No, it is, it is, and that's what we love about it. We say if it's going to be a peanut butter and jelly beer. Well, we want you to get peanut butter, jelly, and beer. Yeah. Not just yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's where we're at because you can take a, a lousy beer and hide it with all that. No, we don't do that. You know, we still want you to see the beer that we made. So, uh, so that's that's pretty cool. And what's that process like, just especially when you're mixing like with the barrel age? For any of those who are curious about barrel age or new to barrel age, like how long is that process compared to just your, your you know, making a pilsner or making, you know, a close for that? Like, what, how long is that? Well, as far as the process? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, lagers take a lot more. That's why most group pubs don't do a lot of lagers in any. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're a small brewery, uh, but we still try to pair in. You know, with our, our four from big fermenters that we have, um, keep at least one of them running on a lager at all times, sometimes two of them. And, uh, but it's going to lock it up anywhere from six to 15 weeks, you know, whereas the ales, you know, it's a week or two. And uh, so we have to really, really plan that out. But we've got like five standard lagers that we have on all the time, which you just don't see it that very often. 
So it's got the Oktoberfest on, we've got the Czech Pilsner, uh, we've got the Vamanos from Isles of Mexico Lager. Uh, I mean, just a lot of stuff just coming all the time. We, we, we never stop making it. And uh, people are really coming back to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, we've gone off the crazy, the crazy train, and now it's like, all right, let's go back and try some of that old stuff again that's been around for hundreds of years. There's a reason it has. It, it's good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I want to bring up, you know, 2020 obviously was a rough time. And, of course, the last time we recorded with you guys was right before the pandemic started. What has this last year been like for you guys as, like, a learning curve? And we were talking about earlier about the support that we've seen. How has that helped you guys so much? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's one of the things that, that I still apologize to my, my investors every day. One of the things that we didn't put as a contingency in our business plan was a pandemic. Yeah. yeah or riots. And yeah. we had both of those happen at the same time. And, uh, oh, wow. and so we, uh, it's like, okay, my bad. But, uh, but now that we've learned a lot of things, uh, and I've talked to a lot of friends in the industry about this, is, uh, you know, you can't just sit around and wait for the pandemic to go away and go back to what you were doing. The old normal is gone forever. Just forget about it. It's, it's never coming back. And uh, everything has changed now. I mean, that's just evolution. I mean, natural selection will pull those people away. And uh, so I've told a lot of my friends in the industry, don't wait for that. Go with a some sort of a new normal that you want to hit. And that was a friend. And it forced us to do some things we never thought we would do or never wanted to do. But they're hugely helpful now in all the online stuff that we do. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that, that really kind of kept us going. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we set up in our business plan. You know, all the canning that we do on, uh, you know, in-house. People buying cans online, putting rabbit and go. I mean, it's, it's the way you got to go. And uh, like I say, if you're going to wait around for things to get back to where they were, yeah, unfortunately, you're gone. And you know, I've seen that happen. So, yeah, you, you just have to see what, what you can add in, what you can change, what, if, you know, the pandemic created needs that we never had before. Yeah. Like, we became a general store and a, and, and a liquor store during the pandemic. Wow. Well, thank God we were able to, but then all the people living right here, yeah, they, they come down and, and, you know, buy stuff from us and go back up to their apartments, you know, we'd even deliver it to their door. You know, it would knock on the door and run away. So, you know, it's like, oh, I'm scared. Don't yeah. come in my apartment. And I uh, you know, fair enough. And uh, and we, we even went so far because then we then we discovered something. People were getting really bored. What can we do to help boredom? So we came up with this idea of, okay, you love our pizza, you love our hamburger, all this stuff. Okay, how about if you just want to buy a kit with all the ingredients and the instructions in it and just come and grab it and take it home and make it yourself? And they're like, oh, my God, that's fun. And uh, yeah. we sold a ton of pizza kits. I mean, it was like, okay, this is, we're having fun, we're doing some shit. Yeah, it's maybe not as good as what you guys do, but it was fun. Yeah. And, uh, and they would just order them up all the time. Or the other thing was, okay, everybody was in dire need of toilet paper. <laughs> Never thought of dealing with that in club. Yeah. And uh, so we started telling people, okay, well, we've got some access to it, but we got to be kind of careful with it. Okay, if you buy this, this, or this, you get a complimentary roll of toilet paper with it. I'll buy it. What is it? <laughs> I need the toilet paper. <laughs> So we can move some stuff. I mean, we just had to get creative. I mean, yeah, we hated the, we hate the pandemic to this moment. You know, it's our, our party this year is doing great. It's fun, but it's nowhere near our first year one. Yeah, I mean, it's much smaller. And uh, but that's just the way it is. And you just have to deal with it. Yeah. 
Speaking about getting creative, uh, during the pandemic, it was when I, I'm sure there was a downturn in your sales, was your team also able to get uh, creative in your peers? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's actually what kicked off the whole Barrel-Asia project. So, uh, so it was about it was early July uh, last year. And our brewmaster was like, we weren't selling that much, so he was kind of bored. He wasn't doing much. And uh, he's like, we, we got to get something going here. And, uh, and I know he wants to do Barrel-Asia. I was like, well, what do you want? He's like, well, why don't you get a bunch of freaking barrels in here? And I was like, all right, let me work on that. And he goes, yeah, right, whatever. He just walked away. It's like, good luck with that. Because all of the distilling was going towards sanitizer at that point. And, uh, and I was like, well, let's see what happens. So I said, okay, I'm going to take the day. That was on a Friday. I took Saturday and Sunday, built up this huge fucking spreadsheet. Every distillery in Texas, every qualification of it. Got it. There was about 80 of them in there. And then I said, okay, there's about 50 that are viable for us because we need barrels that are, you know, we're just doing vodka, we really can't do much with that, I'm sorry. But all the barrels that they're producing, so I was like, like some sort of a colored liquor or a tequila. So I, I reached out to about 47 breweries, 30 stories, and, uh, and I just set out, I just said it's like their contact thing. Yeah. You know, like, no idea who we are, yeah. you know, <laughs> some of us most of them did, and I just sent this really funny letter, it's like, hey, you know, we're doing this, da 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 but hey, take me seriously, because we've got the ability to do something that most other girls can't do in the state, are you in? And, uh, and they looked at it, and I skipped Sunday, took the day off, went on Monday morning, and I had 25 emails back from those distilleries, going, yeah, let's do it. Cool. It was just one of those things, you just got to be creative. Um, and, and, the, and the trick to it was, we're one of the few breweries that also has a full liquor license. And so I was like, you guys, give us some barrels for free. We're going to put some of our top-end stuff in those barrels. We're going to barrel-age it out. we got an internationally awarded brewery that can do it. And then when it goes on, we're going to give you like a week's notice. Get your reps or come up yourselves. And then we're going to do this thing called the, uh, the, the triple shot. And so you get a little placemat. You're going to get a, 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 a small pour of the original beer. You're going to get a pour of the actual spirit for the type of barrel that we use. And then here's the barrel aged version, and you get tasting notes on it. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, shit. That's cool. It's just creativity. Right. Yeah, Adaptability. Like, it's like, what do we have that nobody else has? That's leverage. And that's yeah. what we get. I'm glad to see you guys. You guys are still here. Um, you know, I saw a lot of businesses. I, I know more about the Fort Worth side of things, and a lot of staples in Fort Worth shut down. It's sad, and it was sad. a very sad time. Yeah, just like yeah, just turning it off. Turning it off. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, and they've been around for what you said about 40 years. What was that? Like 70s? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I was just in there recently. Yeah. yeah. That was sad. What is uh, you know? Of course, we have this anniversary party, but like just moving forward. What is the, the, the rest of 2021 look for you guys? What's next? Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a mixture of things. Um, so right now, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to build up more and more uh, reservations and events that we have here. Because we've got a, a fairly good venue here as far as size. And, uh, and so really pushing that a lot. It's been it's going well. I mean, events are coming like yesterday. Well, you saw it, Jolly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were slammed. We had four 
large parties come in between six and seven. Yeah. Took up the entire place. And I was like, okay, that's an awesome problem. Yeah. 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 Thank you, everybody. If, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this, thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, so we're starting to get some of that back. Um, you know, the actual events that are coming in are some really fun ones. Just trying to do a lot of stuff with uh, charitable organizations. Uh, we've always done that. We're trying to bring that up a notch. And uh, so it's, uh, it's it's pretty wild. But uh, yeah, the, the other things that we're looking at going forward, uh, you know, a bunch of new beer concepts that we're playing with right now. Uh, we've got an agreement with a company that will be announced out. I don't want to say the name right now, but, uh, but we uh, leased our brand to another company on the East Coast. And they are going to uh, start production of our beers on a wide scale nationwide, uh, starting in a week and a half. So it's coming up soon. They'll start on the East Coast. They'll bring it here to Louisiana and Texas the first week of October. So you'll start seeing a lot more of our stuff on the show. Uh, it's something that we can't do. We're too small. And uh, these guys came in. They worked a nice deal with us. And, uh, and so we can have some really, really good fun with that. So that's kind of our path forward is get the name out there. Um, it's going to lead to some interesting things that we want to go nationwide with it for the three years. And then hopefully, um, yeah, we want to get a uh, band just came in. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, so, uh, uh, what was I going to distract um, so, so we're going to have uh, a lot of things going on with this company. And they're also now just uh, notified myself about uh, going into international distribution overseas. Uh, so it looks like the first country that we're going to hit is the UAE, which, wow, that's weird. So, but I would love to see somebody dressed up in traditional Arabic garb drink a hops against humanity. I want that picture so bad. Yeah, that would be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is awesome. But uh, they're working great deals for us. They're wonderful people, you know, helping out small breweries like ourselves, uh, you know, just to kind of get us back under our feet and everything. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to do some cool, cool things with us. And if anybody's interested, uh, I just found out yesterday, I think it's April, I mean, uh, October 20th. Uh, anybody that goes and listens to, like, the uh, uh, craft professional brewers conference that's coming up, uh, I'm actually going to be on a panel. Uh, they've asked me to, to be on it, and it's about the importance of branding for the brewery. That's something that we spend a lot of work on, you know, so the guys here and Jeff are uh, artists and everything, uh, they kind of keyed in on it, it's like, you know, let's talk about it. So that's going to be pretty fun. Are you able to highlight just a real quick advice just for those listening in, you know, on, on that brand, like what is the one tip that you have? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is going to be uh, have some sort of continuity between all of your brands, all of your labels. Uh, don't just randomly throw shit out there. Uh, people are like, oh, that's cute, oh, that's that. Uh, they get confused, you know, they kind of wonder. And, uh, and so uh, basically it's about have, have some sort of a thread that ties it together and puts it together. We don't have to do it up front. I'll be very, very upfront about this. We didn't have one. And one kind of happened to us, which was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah. Like, like Jeff and I were talking, and I was like, oh, we're doing this. It's like, oh my God, that's the storyline. Yeah. And now we have it. And uh, that's that's what they, they wanted to see. Don't just let it happen. That's awesome if it doesn't serendipitous, but plan it enough. 
And if we had done that sooner, yeah, we probably would have been in a better place. Jeff is the mastermind behind Edmund. Oh, I, yes, I try to yes. throw out the name fully. It's Edmund Tiberius Merriweather. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and his confidant, Scarlett. <laughs> Scarlett. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun working on that. That's been the most fun part of the whole project is, is just working with him on this stuff. I mean, and, and I would highly recommend, if you want to see some cool-ass artwork, just go on Instagram. It's Jefferson Buncey. Yeah. Check him out. I mean, it's freaking amazing. You'll see our stuff in there, but he's got a ton of other stuff. We've got a little dark side to you. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeff is a very talented graphic artist, and, and what he's been able to do with your your cans and the artwork, and that's what I think is so cool about craft beer, and we've said this before on this show, is just oh, yeah. the artwork. They, they, it gives character to every beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a story on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we, it was kind of funny. We are writing all these stories, and all of a sudden it tied together with a thread we never thought about. It was like, oh shit, there it is. It just popped up one day. So, it's awesome. And, and I mean, if, if, if we get the opportunity to do it going forward, we're going to have somebody write us a graphic novel or a comic book series. I mean, it's actually a really fun story. Oh, yeah. So, yep. That's exciting. I can't wait to do it. That's what a unique thing to have as well. I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm not super well-versed in what everyone's marketing is, what they're doing, but I never heard that there's an actual story. Yeah, yeah. Ours, ours actually has a, has a thread, but it is awesome because this thread has got so much complexity to it. You can do anything and find a way to make it work. Yeah. So, it's a, you, you, we didn't limit ourselves to anything. Oh, okay, yeah, no. so you can pull from all kinds of... Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's kind of funny because even even the mural just right around the corner of us right now, there's some elements in that that are fun. Oh, nice. So, and, and that's somebody that doesn't even know about us. They put this beautiful mural on the side of our building, and I was like, oh, my God. That's Edwin's thing. Yeah, it's uh, we're like, like, it just it just keeps popping up everywhere. Happenstance is one of the coolest things in the universe. Yeah, it's all serendipity at this point. Yeah, this one is cool. The one that we're looking at right above us. Yeah, yeah, a lot of crazy things going on. It's kind of nice. I mean, you can't, but we'll take a picture of it. Now, oh, I love the the mug too. Yeah. So, so that's another call out too. Is you know the. you know, the, the West Dallas uh, Art Fest that's coming up. Oh, nice. And we, yeah. we, we sponsor those guys. We have a big party here for them every year. And so, so we're trying to make this part of Dallas the mural yeah. part of the town. And uh, we see a ton of beautiful murals all over the area. And uh, they always want to do one here with us as, as a thank you. And so this year, uh, we've got a column out here on our patio. And we're going to say, here, use the column, use something with that. Yeah. We've got some ideas, but I want to see what they come up with. And uh, so we give them a, a, you know, a palette to work with and see what they come up with. And uh, it'll be super fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Really exciting. I, I still remember whenever I first heard about this place and someone told me what the name was, I was like, I love that name. Yeah. yeah. Steam Theory. Well, see, it's and then the Atom. Yeah. yeah. So, so the name, everybody says, why did you name it that? It's like, because it's sticky. Yeah. You hear it, you remember it. Yeah. Because Jonathan and I, when we were going through trying to name this place, we had like 400 different names that we're playing with and your websites and everything. And we, 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 we take 10, vote, vote all, all up for two, you know, just did like a voting round back and back. And, back. and Steve was like, oh, there's no reason to get rid of it. Boom. It was like, oh my God, we keep remembering this name. And that's what we want with. I mean, yeah. it's, it's sticky. And everything else has been falling into place after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and everybody asks us, what is the steam theory? Well, you're about to find out. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I can, I'm really impressed with what you guys have been doing as far as product that you guys have been putting out, the variety of the product. Yeah. Like you said, you mentioned earlier, you guys are a full spectrum brewery. Yes, absolutely. You guys definitely show that with what you have available today. Yeah. A little bit of something for everybody, which oh, yeah. I think is no, great. I mean, yeah, we got everything from the petite lightest thing to knock your socks off, big ass, <laughs> barrel age, you yeah. know, crazy stuff. So, yeah. No, Kirk, yeah, that's what we love about Kirk. He is full spectrum. Yeah. Sometimes we have to push him a little bit up a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> eventually he'll get there. It's like, oh, I just want to think about it first. Yeah. But he's not going to just throw something out there. He's going to research it. He's going to think about it. He's going to talk to his buddies. And it's like, all right, I got the rest of it. So, so pumpkin, is that going to happen? Please find a brief interruption. Is it safe to assume that anything that is on top can go in a crawler? Possibly. Possibly. Barrel agent. There's some small barrel agent. Yeah, it's right for the Oh, yeah, we could probably do that. <laughs> the grapefruit hops is good. It is good, yeah. Grapefruit hops against humanity. Yes. It is good. I need to try that one. Uh, what, what's the one I just tried? Oh, I tried the, the coconut. Fun. Oh, the coconut. Yeah, the yeah. coconut IPA. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was yeah, a lot of times people put coconut in and just blow it up. This yeah. one's got that nice hint of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I did it, but I still know there's a beer in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. With fall being around the corner, is pumpkin a possibility? I, yeah, no, Kirk. Not, not that it's up to Kirk. Yeah. It's just like, and, uh, at some point, yes. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll get our assistant brewmaster to, to tackle that. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm impartial when it comes to pumpkins. I, I, pumpkin I love beer. it, but yeah. I mean, like, no, no. So Jonathan and I have a whole new recipe that I want to bring in, and it was a uh, pumpkin sisal. Oh, nice. Okay. And oh, it came out great. It was this beautiful little orange color, very crisp and clean. Just a hint of pumpkin, a pumpkin spice with the saison. The saisons you can play with a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we've got one of lemongrass on right now that's really good. And uh, I would love to do that, but I'm going to have to get Brian to do it because Kirk's like, So it's, uh, but yeah. I do have to applaud because we're getting around Oktoberfest season. You guys have phenomenal one and it's, it's been year round. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we actually, yeah, we're so happy with our October year round now. So yeah, the Hippodrome is super fun. Yeah, I've been, I've been to the Oktoberfest in Munich twice now, and this would stand up. And uh, it's something that Kirk spent a lot of time on, and uh, it's not a fest beer, it is a true uh, Merritt's Oktoberfest. It is delicious. And uh, we're actually going to be distributing that as our fall seasonal with this other company. So that will oh, be cool. coming out. So we'll see, we'll see it available. And the artwork on it is hilarious. So all the stuff that Jeff is doing, I mean, it's just, I don't know if you guys have seen the latest one, the, uh, the artwork for uh, the Glutus Maximus, which uh, is going to be Scotch Ale. And uh, the artwork just came out a couple days ago, and it's hilarious. And uh, that one, you know, it was like, oh my god. I'll buy it just because of the label. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny as hell. He's having fun. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank yeah, you, Chuck. And yeah. Best luck with everything. We enjoying the beers. So oh, yeah. I think we need to get some more. Yeah, it looks like we yeah. have to yeah. here. We can refuel it's, a lot. It's time to kill the podcast. We need to do some beer. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> we like to have a healthy balance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More beer. Yeah, exactly. More beer. What is yep. it, Thor? More. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Well, right. Thank yeah. you. Thanks yeah. for coming on, Chuck. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, Chuck, for joining us on the show. 
I guess we're at the point where we're gonna wrap it up. I gotta go home and you got a draft. Yeah, I got a, got a fantasy draft coming up today, so I'm gonna get back uh, for that. Uh, you know, our friend Chuck Davis, thank you for thank you, Chuck, for yep. talking. Sorry that the computer interrupted you and the battery nope. suddenly died. But. No worries. I just want to add. You know, I guess uh, uh, sure. not a selfless plug, but uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, if you want to get some fermented foods, you know, freaky ferments, hot sauces is really good. So check I love them out. hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, me too. Check them out. The fermenting process. You know, we talked a little bit what it does in beer, but in sure. in foods, uh, brings out a lot of different flavors. Uh, so definitely check them out. Yeah, I'm not one to be averse to yeah. fermented food. Like, you know, I guess sauerkraut is. Fermented. It's also fermented. Yeah, kimchi. I love kimchi. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever had kimchi. It's awesome, man. I mean, the best place I think I had it was like at a Korean barbecue place, and um, they brought it out to me. And of course, this is Korean barbecue. You basically have like a little thing in front of you where you cook all your meat and stuff. But they were bringing out the kimchi, and theirs was really good. And uh, I just thought, I was like, keep bringing that on, because like Vietnam, they would put it in pots. Bury it, bury it, cover it up, and then after some time, I don't know how long it is, can dig it out of the ground and yeah, and eat it. It's good. <laughs> but kimchi has a nice little spice to it. Sauerkraut's good. I'm trying to like really push my spice limit, like cook with more spice or more sauces. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, I grew cayennes recently. Oh nice. And then I've dried them out, so I'll throw them into like various dishes that I make, add some heat to them. Um, doing that kind of stuff's a lot of fun, but I could see like what they're doing would be a lot of fun too, just kind of playing around with stuff. But. I'd do the same thing with cayennes, but um, I grew Carolina Reapers. Ooh, oh, so yeah. You go oh, to yeah. the extreme. I've seen yeah, like, pictures can, of you. Yeah, and, you can only go yeah. a little bit of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those. You're not throwing a whole cayenne. Yeah, I think the, the Stouffville yeah. units on those are a little bit higher than cayenne. Just, just slightly. Just slightly. Yeah. Just slightly. Chuck doesn't, his chemistry limits go everywhere. Like, he just pushes them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess the point when Chuck's talking about stuff, I understand, I'll just, like, nod and act like I'm understanding it, but sometimes I'm not. <laughs> well, sometimes I don't understand it. How about a, oh, this would be brutal. Because I've had a ghost pepper cider, yeah. training cider, Carolina Reaper beer. What would you pair that? What would it, like, knowing you as a chemist and a home burner? And growing crazy peppers like Carolina Reaper, what would it be? I think like it what looks would scary. You? Yeah. Um, yeah. If I were to do something like that, and you know the the Mexican lagers typically have a spicy addition yeah. to it, but I feel like the Carolina Reaper in this instance would be way too overpowering. Yeah. It's way too hot. Yeah. So you want something a little bit more, a little bit more sweeter, something like yeah. you know like a wheat heavy or something barrel aged, yeah. because you want that sweetness. You need something to offset that. We said we'll try to record more. We'll do some more stuff like this. Hopefully, we'll get we'll be out and do more remote remote yeah. recording like we've done in the past, which was a lot of fun. And I know some people were interested in us uh, coming out, so hopefully, we'll do that soon. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back, and the boys uh, are back. We'll see you all. Well, I guess you'll hear from us uh, hopefully in about a week or so. Yeah. Until then, everybody stay safe and. Uh, 
Keep drinking beers. Cheers.